Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie, continuing the series of Drive. Today I talk to Jay Thornton. Jay is the owner and creator of the Hubris Company, which is a personal grooming and care company. He's also a United States Air Force veteran, a network engineer, and a self-proclaimed lifelong student. Coming from humble beginnings, Jay uses a different approach to assess the various events that are normal but are regarded as taboo. And he has an incredible foundation consisting of honesty, communication and integrity, as well as being extremely spiritual and close to God. So we're going to talk a little bit about Jay's journey, about his company and just how he views and sees life uh, on this series of Drive. Hey Jay, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thank you so much for, for doing this. I know we've been trying for a long time, but I'm glad to finally get you on. But thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it, it, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So first of all, I would really like you to kind of go back to the start a little bit and tell us um, a little bit about your life growing up and who your influences were. Oh man, how long do you have? No. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm Jay Thornton. Um, I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States. And uh, yeah, uh, growing up, um, my life was pretty interesting. Um, I had both parents in the house, uh, but at the age of eight, believe it or not, my parents were divorced. We awesomely had a duplex. And one parent lived upstairs, the other one lived downstairs. So they were committed to having um, both of our, yeah, my parents were committed to having both of them in me and my sister's life. So that panned out fairly decent, in my opinion. <laughs> I, might, I may be a little biased. But um, growing up, I just, you know, normal life, nothing special. But um, as everybody else figuring out things and um, I kind of bounced around in high school uh, for no real in particular reason, but that actually gave me an opportunity to meet a lot of different people from a lot of different places, which kind of helped shape my life in a way. Um, I, my influences, more or less, I actually didn't have any, believe it or not. Um, I kind of felt like I didn't want to really follow a crowd and the majority of people who had a person influencing them it was like somebody are already polarizing or defined in who they were so if you think of like a Michael Jackson or a Michael Jordan there can never be another one of those you know so yeah. I didn't want to play catch up I've always just wanted to be definitive in who I was so Growing up, there wasn't really a definitive influence on my life, which I don't know. I don't know. I think it played in my favor. <laughs> Once again, I may be a little biased, but um, as I got older, I just started picking up things from different people. Um, I started realizing uh, a lot of times when you put people on a grand stature, you kind of hold them to a unrealistic expectation. It's not a person anymore. It's the idea of, right? Yeah. Um, so if they mess up, it's like, oh, man, they let me down. Well, you can take some good attributes from a person and still, you know, not necessarily put them up on a pedestal, but 
you know, high them and hold them in high esteem, more or less. And I started doing that just from various people, from investors, from people who are, you know, um, iconic now or iconic then, and just picking up pieces, more or less, to put my own self together. Hmm. And, and, and how did how did the Hubert company start? Because men's grooming is obviously yeah. like a niche space. What inspired you to get into to this space? Was it like your personal passion or was there um, was it sort of understanding a lack of in the market and therefore you wanted to tap into that space? Um, it was a little bit of both, believe it or not. Um, so I joined the military um, back in 2008. And everybody has some more or less keep short hair in the military. Um, and that necessarily didn't work well with me and my type of hair. And I had bumps and all types of crazy stuff because I was shaving, just kind of tearing up my skin. Mm. And from that, I ended up getting a shaving waiver, which says that my, I can grow hair, but it has to be really short. And even then, my hair or my skin wasn't, necessarily healthy or the way I would want it to be so once I got out the military I was just like hey I have to find a solution for what's going on I don't want to take you know any type of prescribed pills or anything because I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of that type of stuff mm-hmm. um, so let me do some research and try and find a solution so there are a lot of beard oils on the market and beard products and I spent a good about a good amount of money on products, but nothing really actually worked for me. And within talking to other people, everybody has suggestions, but nothing really worked for me. So I just kept doing research and um, I guess more or less I started building and making notes and building a, a catalog of things that help here, suggestions there, tips here. And before I knew it, I say over the course of a year and a half, I had enough information to start a company after trying various things, you know, on myself. And my thought about it is if it works for me, then it should work for other people, you know? So I started giving stuff away to other people who were close to me, friends, random strangers. Here, try this out. No charge to you. You know, let me know how it works. And I'd say nine out of ten reviews came back really good. And it was quite interesting. Once I started the company, um, I started to just see a lot of things on the back end that other companies weren't necessarily doing right and that was kind of my way into creating the hubris company i just wanted to pick up wherever where where other people left off right so customer service checking in with people um giving people suggestions um always having an open line of communication um you know just following up a lot of people just want to make a sale and that's it And yeah, just building trust over time definitely makes a difference in building a company and having the patience to put forth the effort to build up that trust with multiple people. I mean, that's just essential and that's missing in a lot of companies' um, business models. So 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I think I think like you, you're stumbling on something really great because I was I was reading a book recently called um, "The Ego Is the Enemy," and I think like one thing that was said, which I found really significant, was the fact that often the things that we do before we're successful, like you know, giving extra service and giving that hundred percent, once success hits, is something that we tend to forget. And yeah. actually, we should constantly be in this process of wanting to get better and still being humble, um, even in success. And which leads me on to kind of like the next question about success is what what do you feel the definition of success is? And is, is there a point that we're ever satisfied? Because I feel like as human beings, you, you constantly have goals and of course you evolve and grow. But once we reach those goals, there's this there's this need to, to to create more goals and like this endless, this endless kind of pursuit of satisfaction are we ever satisfied and and what would your definition of success be um oof, that's that's heavy and, <laughs> <laughs> and kind of loaded it um is. yeah um so gosh without jumping too deep down any kind of rabbit hole I just recently uh, watched a documentary about how human beings, more or less, we are innate in our ability to not only acknowledge who we are, which kind of makes us different in the grand scheme of animals, right? Mm -hmm. We can acknowledge we are an individual and I am who I am and I can create this, that, and the third. We, we have no control over that. We just recognize that. In addition to that, we also want to um, not just prolong death, but combat death. And part of that is um, us wanting to build something that more or less lasts forever. So if you think about back in Roman and Greek times, your Julius Caesars, your Achilles, like all these people, you know, the main theme is your name shall live on forever, right? Even down to now. Um, a lot of people, it's not just good enough to live a good life in life. It's I'm going to build something and erect something so that as long as humanity is here, they can, you know, acknowledge that I was here. So your pyramids, your statues, your things of that nature, right? So. Success can somewhat be roped into greed and excess because, as you mentioned, people have goals, but uh, you can reach the goal and that feeling of success goes away when the applause goes away for the recognition of reaching the goal, right? You need to set another goal, bigger and better. So uh, if I could say personally, me, just speaking for me, um, Success is finding fulfillment in doing what you're doing, not for the benefit of yourself, but for the benefit of other people. Um, when you think about people who have done things to make a difference, it wasn't necessarily roped up into money. Money is yeah. just a byproduct of doing something well and having a good business model. But it's more or less attributed to the effect that they had on other people, right? So yeah. if you your, yourself can 
have a positive effect on people and make people, or not make people, but encourage people to be a better them or do something in their life better than what they're currently doing. It That's success because you're conveying a message successfully, right? There are a lot of powerful people who have a message, but uh, I don't get it, buddy. You know, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> If you can convey a positive message in a successful manner and affect not just one, two, three, ten people, and don't get me wrong, that is success as well. But on a grand scale, if you can affect the world in a positive way, even if it's just your local community, that's success. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I definitely have to agree with you there. Um, what Was there a point in your life so far which you wait like which you can share that you you were going through a point of adversity in your life and uh you really kind of hit an all-time low and and how did you pick yourself up from that time because i think i think on this series uh, the reason i'm calling it drive as well is because i feel like we we all have this 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 thing inside of us that's something which is pushing us to want to be the best we can be and mm-hmm. i think sometimes you know life and I think adversity always comes, right? It's that yeah, you're yeah. always going to go through something. Um, yeah. But what, what, what keeps you persevering? How, how do you pick yourself up in those times? Um, so at one point in time, believe it or not, I was homeless. Um, okay. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to stay. Nothing like that. Um, and within that, I saw people who were like worse off than me but they had a better attitude, you know? They felt better about life. Um, I've traveled quite a bit in my life and I've been to some places where, man, it looks like grim death. Um, But the outlook on the people is just totally better. Like they don't make a quarter of the money that I currently make, but I can honestly say their quality of life is better because it's a little more simpler, right? Um, so for me personally, I think staying grounded in sim- simplicity is part of not necessarily getting into a funk. Um, so when things are good, they're not really as good as you may perceive them to be, right? <laughs> it's just your emotions at the end of the day that plays into the facts of a situation, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. The same thing when things aren't bad, I mean, are bad. It's like, hey, uh, man, this is terrible. But your emotions are kind of making it terrible. You know, it's yeah. not necessarily as bad as you're making it out to be. But staying just grounded in a base of things, just I think that can help a lot of people through just a lot of the adversities that come our way because things are going to come your way regardless how, however much money you make. There are going to be things that money can't affect, right, that comes your way and you can't change. But at the same time, if you stay grounded in just, okay, hey, life is going to be part of me imposing my will as to what I want to happen. And then a large part of it is going to be just things that are out of my control. But once again, what I can control is myself, how I respond, how I react. Like that base 
just across the board is very, very key, but overlooked, I think, in life. A lot of times people just, they think that they can come up with a plan to change the way that they can, I guess, create an outcome in life. And it's not set up to be that way, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and how how has your being someone who who does believe in God, who um, who I, I mean, I I I guess that you are a spiritual person, but how, yes, how, very. How, how so? How has having that faith as a foundation helped you in your life? Um, um just I, and this may sound super cliche, <laughs> but I acknowledge and understand that there's a lot that I don't know and I won't know. Like I am totally comfortable in not having all the answers. Okay. You know, um, I think a lot of times we go looking for answers that aren't necessarily there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if you get hell bent on trying to find something that's not there, that can kind of drive you crazy, you know, or you can just make up something to make yourself feel better about the situation. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm comfortable in saying, I don't know, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I'm comfortable in believing that I'm not going to put energy into speculating something that I literally, I don't really know. So having comfort in that and just acknowledging that once again, there's a lot that's out of my control, even now to my existence, I had no say so in that, you know, yeah. my hair color, eye color, all that stuff. No. I, I didn't even know I had a choice in that if I did um, <laughs> and I'm okay with that so I think that right there is just keeping me level-headed I can control what I can do you know my reactions and situations um, how I plan for things even planning for the unknown um, there are certain things that are in my control and I'm I'm overwhelmed to an extent with that so the rest of it, uh, yeah, I have no energy for that. <laughs> so you, you definitely, you, you surrender everything. Yeah, I mean, that's how you kind of, I think that's kind of, that's kind of how you gauge where you stand, not just with God, but the higher power, right? The things that are meant for you are going to be there for you regardless. And if you're willing to just, <laughs> give up because I think a lot of people try to hold on to things that if you just give it up like there's so much better on the way you know there are a lot of things that are meant for you that you can just deter away because your refusal to submit so I, I think after a lot of times there are you know check engine lights for life <laughs> if you drive you know the lights that come up mm -hmm. it's like whoo you might want to get that oil changed or, you know, take this into the shop and have them look at it. Or man, the ride's not quite as smooth. So maybe you want to check the tire pressure. There are yeah. a lot of, you know, warnings that come our way. Granted, you can still drive. You can still make it to your destination. You know, you can still get where you need to go. But unless we check those um, warnings, it can Along lead to... Yeah, it can lead to like bigger problems. And um, sometimes one little thing can 
create a snowball effect into a bigger issue, right? So, yeah, part of surrendering everything is like being attentive to those warnings and those check lights that come up. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think that applies to everything, even even you know, from relationships to to business to everything. But in in in, yeah. in, in, a, in a business, then, like how 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 important is it in terms of the people you work with and what what is in your control and the people you surround yourself with? Like, have you ever been around? And it could be really strong friendships, but you felt what you know they stopped serving a purpose in your life. Yeah. How, how did you sort of navigate around that? Are you quite choosy with who you choose to spend your time with? Um, yes and no. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I feel as if people do serve a purpose. And um, sometimes, like, there's a difference between an actual purpose and your perceived purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I think has benefited me um, from having a business is uh, associating with not only like-minded people, but people who have intent and drive behind whatever it is that they did, right? Yeah. Um, earlier, I was speaking about picking up things from different people. So as you know, we were in the alchemy tribe. Yeah. And yeah, within that, it wasn't just necessarily business-minded um, topics that we were covering it was just life um in general you know and how to be just a better you a better person as a whole and that parlays not only into a career in business but just an overall right um i think having a group of people like that definitely plays into your evolution as a person as a being right because as human beings yeah, we're driven to get better at whatever it is that we practice. I don't care if you're a thief. If you are a thief for five years, <laughs> you're going to be pretty good after, you know, a while, right? Yeah. Or at least you should be. Um, yeah. Hopefully you transition careers, but that's another story. What's <laughs> um, suffice it to say? Um, I think a, a group of people who have intent and drive behind them and then Another thing that plays into uh, your favor is constantly collecting data. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are running a business or a podcast or anything like that, the whole reason that you're doing it is not necessarily for yourself. It's for other people. So you need to appeal to your audience if you have one, right? Yeah. so constantly polling, constantly asking questions, um, sort of like thinking ahead for them, but giving them a say-so in the direction in which you're going to go. And it's not necessarily tuning in to one person, but with the data that you present people, you can create an idea as to what will you know, um, appease the most amount of people going forward, right? Yeah. And within that, you can continually not only keep people on, but as you add more people, rope them into what you're doing and continuously build to make the majority of your populace happy. And yeah, yeah, and I think that works not just from a business sense, but from building a relationship and a rapport with people. 
because people spend money with people who they trust. So if you always have a say so, (laughs) you're going to feel like, hey, man, this person really cares about, you know, what I want or they give me an opportunity to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. And just as a relationship or a business, because life is business in a sense, it's always an exchange. If people feel as if they have a fair exchange, they will they won't necessarily leave you, you know. Yeah, no, that that's true. I'm 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 taking down notes because I think this applies to the media <laughs> podcast as well, for sure. Um yeah, no, very very true, very true. And and like I guess a piece of I I don't know if it's necessarily business advice or life advice in one way. How do you think because obviously even starting a business, you, you started the Hoover's company. I'm sure you came up against um, obstacles and choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, when you feel that you are stuck in one place, that you're not elevating now from the place that you are to the next level or where you want to go, what do you think, what, what, it, what, what do you think is required to reach that next level? Is it a matter of just doing more for, for, for that thing you're passionate about for that business or is it a combination of things if you had to, to give some advice about that um I would say it's kind of like personal like it for everybody different things work I, I would say but yeah. for me personally I can only speak for myself um so when I was younger I used to have this issue where I would just speed and read through things like really, really fast to where I can get the general idea, but I didn't actually read it, right? And it wasn't until I actually stopped, literally just stopped what I was doing. And then I started reading like I couldn't read and I was learning to read for the first time. And I would say things out loud, just the dog walked to the store got it next line okay (laughs) this 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 got it all right believe it or not that parlayed into coding right um with writing code believe it or not a lot of coding is uh when code doesn't work it's because one little thing wasn't right in the code Mm -hmm. so it may be a semicolon that was not put there or a space that wasn't put in the right place or you know what you had a few too many syntax errors where the script wasn't written properly and the whole thing doesn't work when you go back and you go through line by line and you check and make sure everything's okay you start to see that one little thing that may stand out and stop you from being successful in writing a code or getting what the real idea was behind something so what i've learned to do was just stop what I'm doing for a minute. If it's taking a day or two and just not even thinking about whatever it is I'm trying to achieve, then coming back to the table or fresh anew. And I take my time and pick up where I left off and I go over everything. Believe it or not, the answer is right there. It's just you probably overlooked it and you're so driven and head focused on, you know, just, man, if I get this, then I, no, no, no. You just need to slow down, take your time, relax, mm-hmm. and go over what you already done. And basic, mm-hmm. the basics are always going to be the basics. They're not going to go anywhere, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And if you focus on that, I think that that would help you just in anybody across the board because it's not as complicated as we make it. 
It's just sometimes we want it to be that way. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Well, it, it, it's been so amazing talking to you, Jay, um, about a little piece of your journey. Of course, I wish we had much more time. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. The last question I have for you is just to just in alignment with, with the series title is what is the thing which drives you every day um, to, to get up in the morning to pursue your passion what is that thing um the fact is this is so corny but the fact I got up is like man that's the motivation you know if I can hear that's pretty awesome if I can see I can speak mm. um, I can think like in depth that's pretty awesome like um everybody's lived and seen people pass and you know different things happen to different people whether it be a disease like cancer whatever the case may be but man i i don't take for granted waking up and being in my right mind and just being able to feel things and smell and taste and have a decision in what I want to eat today like oh my gosh like yeah yeah <laughs> throughout yeah. my travels I've seen people who man woof rice and beans is the meal for the whole month and you don't really ever say so in that right yeah. um so I just I'm so grateful to God every single day just for the simple things and within that I see that that's led to more things that I can appreciate and be grateful for. So just keeping it basic and simple is just, man, that drives me because it, there's, it's a foundation to build upon. That's a solid foundation, right? So, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Gratitude is just, yeah, it's, it's so important. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And I hope we... Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I'm really glad we connected. I'm glad you're part of this. And I look forward to seeing the rest of your journey. Yeah, likewise. Oh, my goodness. I am so happy that we finally worked this out to where, you know, we made it work. We made and it work. hopefully, <laughs> you know, in the future, we get uh, everything worked out to our liking, right? So, absolutely absolutely yeah. thanks jay no thank you i'm so grateful thank you and that's the end of another episode on unplug with annie thank you for listening into the series of drive tune in every sunday and stay updated with everything unplug on our ig page and facebook page unplug with annie